All right, everybody. Welcome to episode 172 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh. I'm back for a week at least at Real Fantasy TL. I'm with my main man, Bill at Super Duplex. You've all been looking at his wonderful face for the past few weeks. Bill, how you doing, brother? Doing good. Uh, nice to be back with you. Uh, it's been a minute, and uh, so glad you were able to make some time. I know you are a busy man, so thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, job is uh, job is giving me new responsibilities, and um, that puts me <laughs> everywhere all at once. Uh, today, I I, uh, I got to speak with. Uh, some wonderful people in the UK in the morning, and then got to speak to some one in the great state of Oregon at night. So, uh, it, but it, it's cool. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Trying to uh, trying not to make myself look like a fool too bad. So, uh, you know, that's that. How have you been doing, man? These last couple of weeks? Yeah, doing pretty good. Uh, fantasy football wise, been pretty pretty steady. Um, I seem to have a very tight range of uh, wins every week. Um, you know, it's pretty much within a win or two uh, when I tally all my wins for the week. So, uh, but this week was uh, my worst one. It was my first week with a losing record. Um, so, uh, a little bit of a uh, a downswing for me, but. Um, yeah, you know, it's bound to happen. A lot of it just felt like I had a lot of teams uh, with guys on by. And um, so, you know, this week's looking a lot more promising just in general. I can start decent lineups. So overall, I would say I'm happy with where my teams are um, overall. And, um, you know, we're even making a comeback in our timeline OG League. We've uh, <laughs> – I mean, you can't keep a good man down for two. <laughs> Yeah, we were what one in six or something, and uh, oh, we, we were bad for three. that first pick, man. We were like, hey, yeah, we were no, looking we're good, t- and now we're stuck in the middle. <laughs> yeah, we're in no man's land. But yeah. I, I mean, we had it's been a kind of a crazy year, you know. We had JT holdout. We had the Joe Burrow beginning where he wasn't a hundred percent healthy. You know, we yeah. had a lot of things kind of go weird, and now they're starting to kind of correct themselves. So. Uh, Getting kind of back up to where we've been in that league for the last couple of years, so we'll see what happens. Maybe we sneak in as a as a six seed and we uh, we run the table because that's you know that's what our team is built to do. So uh, you know, but yeah, same here. Um, for the most part this season, you know, my rebuilds have been doing what I built them to do, and that's lose. And my my contending teams are for the most part doing what they're supposed to do, and they're winning. So. Uh, Scott Fishbowl has been crazy. Um, yeah, crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, was what you shared with me was that um, was that for this last week or is that for total? That's total. Jeez, so Josh is fifteenth uh, overall in Scott Fishbowl. Yeah, um, which is crazy. Um, I. It's funny, every year that, that we were doing the show, I would always joke how I was going to win and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, the year that I'm kind of not as into it because, you know, life it now all of a sudden I, I've put together a team that I'm not going to say is going to win because, let's face it, there's a lot more time to go. I just lost Deshaun Watson, um, which is, you know, doesn't sound like much in most leagues, but, you know, having only one quarterback. I mean, I had Mac Jones on the bench, but Dak is my only quarterback. Let's keep it real. <laughs> Mac Jones ain't a real quarterback. I, I hate to say it. Sorry to all my, my Patriots fans. Um, Mac Jones ain't that dude. Well, why don't we actually talk about that um, while we're uh, on that topic? Because he gets benched and um, – Zappy comes in. I mean, Zappy's had a lot of chances uh, this year, or at least a few chances this year mm-hmm. to show something, and he really hasn't. 
And so now there's murmurs that maybe Will Greer is the guy, but I feel like we've put, had that happen at another team this year. Didn't that happen earlier this season where Will, Will Greer was going to be the guy somewhere? Was it in uh, L.A.? Wasn't he with the, no. um, the Rams or something? He was with the Cowboys in the preseason. And yeah, he got thought- cut. He got cut when they traded for Trey Lance. And I haven't followed him since. So, okay, maybe I'm compu- confusing Greer with Rippin. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, like, he's had some chances um, before, like when he was in Carolina and never showed anything. Granted, he was a rookie and then he kind of didn't yeah. really have a chance. But um, is he I, I somebody mean, that you're thinking, like, I got to add him just because? Is he somebody you're going to scramble to in your like, you know, super flex leagues to add to your roster? No, I mean, if I have an open spot and there's really nothing else on the waiver wire that I'm, you know, even remotely in like with, maybe. But Will Greer is the type of guy, and this is what I saw in Dallas. So, uh, you know. I'm kind of projecting this a little bit. Will Greer seems like the type of quarterback, if the rest of the team around him is built up pretty well, he'll be okay for you. Unfortunately, the Patriots aren't built up anywhere around him. So I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say if Will Greer starts, he's the answer even for, you know, three, four, five, six weeks, whatever, whatever that time frame may be. Um, you know, he, he's a guy, I mean, he's a guy that I'm a little upset that the Cowboys got rid, rid of because, you know, if Dak got hurt and then Cooper Rush got hurt, I feel like Will Greer with the team that Dallas has could have been successful. And when I say successful, I mean kind of like the way Cooper Rush was successful last year where he's winning the real-life team games, but he ain't winning your fantasy team too many games. So, um, that you know, that that's Will Greer in a nutshell. Um, I mean, let's face it, at this point, why the hell shouldn't the Patriots <laughs> put him out there? I mean, at this point, we've seen Mac Jones, ain't it? And I honestly don't think that's 100% Mac Jones' fault. I think a lot of that has to do with coaching, but the coaching is still there. So it ain't going to change. Bailey Zappi is a guy, you know, Will Greer is probably a guy too. But at this point, you know, if you're trying, I just pulled up Tankathon while we were chatting and New England is in the third spot right now. So they could be in line for, you know, a quarterback, you know, so we'll see yeah. what happens. But So I was just looking, and he was on the practice squad for Cincinnati um, earlier okay. this year. And so that's what I was thinking. Maybe that's what I was thinking was there was with Burrow being hurt, and there was thoughts of maybe Will Greer was going to end up having to start. Yeah. Um, and then they end up cutting him, and then he ends up signing on the, to the practice squad or to whatever of yeah. New England. So um, he's kind of bounced around a little bit. Um, and so I don't know, like if he's not even like Miami or I mean, Miami, Cincinnati really doesn't even have a backup. Like they ended up signing, uh, what's his AJ McCarron. Um, so it's like, that's, that's kind of not a, a good sign for Will Greer. And like, is it like, I'm almost more willing to add Malik Cunningham with the hopes that they just say, well, let's see what this kid's got. And you know, he's, he's a little bit more mobile. He can uh, maybe make some plays because nobody else is, you know? And um, so I, I think that maybe uh, Malik Cunningham is the guy that, um, that Mm -hmm. I'm more willing to add to my rosters um, as a a home run swing. Um, And he's somebody that I'm probably more okay on my roster to cut, you know, (laughs) if I need to. So, um, 
he's the guy I've been scrambling for today in particular. Um, yeah. At least uh, because there's at least the upside hope. Um, Will Greer, I'm not sure there's any of that. Um, uh, no, I, I 100% agree with you. We, we saw, you know, we saw him in preseason this year. You know, he has that. Don't, don't hear what I'm not saying. He had some of that, you know, Lamar Jackson-esque quality to him where he could gash you with the legs. He can throw a little bit. Obviously, it's, you know, it's preseason. He played against a lot of guys that are currently not in the league. I get it. But like you said, if we're going for the home run swing, why not? I mean, I, I think he has more of an upside than a Will Greer or Bailey Zappi. You know, it, it's kind of that lotto ticket, you know? Yeah. I mean, because, like, if you have Will Greer, are you really going to even start him over, like, Romeo Dubs in your Superflex? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's almost like at that that kind of level um, where it's like, I don't know who I'm more comfortable starting there. And Dubs is just, a, you know, kind of a middling – you know, probably wide receiver three, four guy. And so yeah, why, why add him, you know? I I totally agree with you. And actually on my Scott Fishbowl team, you know, I I told you I lost um, the Sean Watson. I I picked up uh, the rookie. I'm forgetting his name. Dorian. DTR. Thank you. Dorian Robinson. And I picked him up off of waivers just to have a quarterback on my team. And Devin Singletary is starting in, in my super flex. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, well, at it, least you I, have him there in case he pops is basically right. it, right? And, and that's – I think this is exactly what you're saying. You're not starting Will Greer if he gets out there. You're not even starting Bailey Zappi probably over, you know, your wide receiver five or your wide receiver six if you have, you know – some depth. I'm not even talking about elite depth. Some depth. You're probably starting, you know, uh, trying to think of a name off the top of my head here. Like you might start, you know, a Michael Gallup or Brandon Cooks over Bailey Zappi, you know, especially Cooks the way he's played the last couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, and Brandon Cooks is probably your wide receiver four, your wide receiver five. That's the kind of guy you're playing ahead of uh, Bailey Zappi, and it, it's going to be the same thing with Will Greer. You're going to start, like you said, uh, Jalen Reed or, you know, some of these guys that you're, like, in a normal situation, they not touch but if it's, like, uh, Bailey Zappi, Will Greer, or Jalen Reed, all right, I guess I'll shoot for the upside, hope for the best, and, right. and see what happens. So, um, nah. Totally agree with everything you said. I love that poll, though. I love that kind of that deep poll of uh, of Malik uh, Cunningham there. And, you know, let's go. Let, let's let's get him out there. At this point, what does Bill Belichick have to lose? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's been losing games with all these other guys. Worst case scenario, you lose more games with this with the new guy. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, I mean, you can basically be saying, well, we want to see what we have with the kid. And if he sucks then you just ride or you end up getting a top three pick and probably a top two or one pick and you end up getting your new quarterback. Yeah. I mean, Arizona looks like they're, they're built to win weird, weird enough. Like Arizona, they got Kyler back. They just, yeah. uh, they just picked up. They Michael already Carter. Won. Yeah. They, they, they picked up Michael Carter off of waivers after he was, uh, after he was cut by the jets, which, um, I would love to see how many teams put in for him because I think a lot of teams I, I was surprised by that by the Michael Carter getting cut. You know, I understand they got Brees Hall, they got Dalvin Cook. I get it. You got guys ahead of them. But I mean Yeah, because they're a top four know. team, right? In the waivers, because they it was they're two right. and eight. And so yeah, yeah, I think there's only four or five teams that are at two losses yeah, or, or four, two wins or less. Four. Okay, yeah. so yeah. So so they were really early. And yeah, I mean Carolina not put, put in a wave waiver claim for them considering what their running back core has been this year. Just, yeah. 
Well, they have like fifty million dollars in <laughs> in their running back room. They don't want to spend any more money. Listen, what does my car cost you? Two million dollars? Go pick. I know. I'm teasing. <laughs> But that's like saying I don't want to spend an extra fifty bucks for this brand new thirty thousand dollar car I'm buying. Like oh, that fifty bucks is gonna kill. Yeah, me. right. You know, but I mean, yeah. So they're they're kind. Arizona's trying not to, you know, get into the top three pick territory. The Giants are the Giants. They'll be there. New England's New England. They'll be there. And then Carolina, who the know, Bears. Get it to the bear. Yeah. I, I mean, I, can I talk to you about that for a minute? Because during the draft, when Houston traded up to three to get Will Anderson, I heard a lot of, you know, people on ESPN and all the networks that say, wow, yeah, Arizona might have the top two picks in the draft, you know? Yeah. And I was like, man, is Houston going to be that bad? Like, C.J. Stroud was my QB1 going into uh, Dynasty rookie drafts. A lot of people said I, I was not smart because Anthony Richardson. And I said, I did get scared. I, I my, my faith was tested, even though any opportunity that I had where I was picking the first quarterback, I took C.J. Stroud. So I, I held to what I had, but I was like, man, maybe, maybe this is take lock and I got it all wrong. <laughs> right. And well, I mean, that's the risk anytime. Right. Cause we don't truly know because nobody does, but. Right. And, but I liked, I liked CJ Stroud and I know Ohio state quarterback. Why did you like them? And it's like, that's, this is why, you know, and, and you used to, you know, used to look at these quarterbacks and, and do write-ups on them. So, you know, you know, you don't scout the helmet, you scout, what the player is. And I mean, man, Houston is Houston's getting on a little roll here. They they got D'Amico Ryans, which I think was the best thing for that team. And CJ Stroud is playing like I don't want to say it because I've heard other national people say it, but like an MVP candidate. And yeah, I think he's playing he's kind of he's burrow like in the way he plays. Yes. And um so, yeah, I mean, he's definitely – he can make all the throws. He can make them at all the different, you know, depths. And um, he's got great touch. And when he places the ball, you know, where – and this is what I mean by he's like Burrow. Like Burrow always knows the leverage the defender has on a, a wide receiver, and he always throws it away from that leverage. And it feels yeah. like that's what Stroud does. And I, you have to be – at the top of your game feel wise to be able to make plays like that. And consistently, you know, there's players that do it just mistakenly and to have the accuracy to be able to put it there because, you know, there's some guys that they're just hoping to get the ball within, you know, (laughs) arm's length of the wide receiver. I mean, we see it every week and they're starters in the NFL. So um, those guys that are able to do like that, um, you know, it's uh that's what separates them from the other guys. And um, he's definitely somebody like somebody offered me uh, fields uh, Friarmouth in a second or something for Stroud. And I said, no, it's not even in the zip code. I mean, it, it probably is, but it's like, I, I was is just, it though, what, what's fields next year? Well, he's, he's going to start somewhere, I think. So like, I, I don't know. He either shows the next like seven games and ends up with the bears and they have a bunch of picks to use or he's traded somewhere else and he's going to be given a chance with probably better, um, you know, a better coach, a better scheme. And I mean, I'm not saying I believe in his talent, like, and I never have, but I'm just saying like, if you're going to get a, potentially a starting tight end, you know, a, um, I wouldn't trade him for like, I wouldn't think of trading Stroud for like a pocket passer. I'm just, that's where I think fields could be. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Fantasy wise. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I obviously didn't take it, so I didn't like it. And I, I told the guy, I'm like, not, I'm not moving Stroud. Cause I'm in a full, like 
rebuild and like i oh, love where yeah, my team yeah, yeah. is and i'm super happy yep. that i i drafted stroud and young and you know it's fine like i knew one of them would probably hit and one of them wouldn't and um <laughs> yeah. and that's what happened but i never thought that it like one of them would hit to the way i feel stroud is hitting so yes um so yeah he's he's just looking like a true like he's like Herbert when he was a rookie, you know what I mean? Where everybody's like, Oh my yeah. God, like he is him, that. you know? Yeah. And um, that's where, where Stroud is now. And I feel comfortable and I should have believed it when I, when he's, he was popping a little bit early on before he had his blow up game. Like, Whoa. yeah, I'm like, man, I should probably be at pay. Like those are when you overpay um, because you know, the price is going to get higher because the yeah. market hasn't caught up to like where yeah. you believe he is. And um, so I regret not being more aggressive and trying to add him um, earlier in the season. Yeah. Um, he's also like Burrow in the fact, like from the shoulders up, like in that Cincinnati game, he threw that interception in the third or early fourth. That didn't phase him. You know, and he's a rookie. He's what nine games in, and their line you know, is suspect, to say the least. And he threw that pick, and he was like, "All right, whatever. Like, we're gonna get back in. We're gonna have the ball in our hand with with the possibility to win this game. I ain't worried about it." And as easy as that, you know, as easy as it is for me to say that. There's a lot of dudes in the league that when they get behind the eight ball, they fall apart. And, and I'm not talking about backups. I'm talking about starters in the league. We've all seen them do it, you know. Yeah, because the defense and, knows what you're going to do. And they can yeah. just uh, pin their ears back and attack. And, yeah. He doesn't care, man. And he's not – by the way, he's not doing this with, you know – like Jalen Hurts in Philly has got AJ Brown's got Devonta Smith has got Dallas Goddard. Like he's doing this with Noah Brown. Shout out former Cowboy. Um, Nico Collins, you know, Tank Dell. Like no offense. Like these guys are playing and and they're they're doing what they're supposed to do. But nobody was saying, God, you know what? This, this Houston wide receiver core. Ooh. Yeah. There's something, there's something to write home about. We were like, man, if, if you know, Nico Collins can be okay, you know, it'll be a good season, you know. And now we're talking, you know, like people are. I, I just saw a trade for Noah Brown in the league. Like <laughs> Noah Noah Brown now has value. <laughs> I was happy to say that I was like one week early on him. I was like looking at people to add, and I added him at probably twenty five percent of my leagues, um, like a week before. Um, <laughs> Cause I was like, Oh, Robert Woods is out. Let's just Stroud's looking good. You know, he's putting, you know, he's elevating players. Uh, Noah Brown, right. When he could get off the IR, they brought him back. You know, there's just all these kind of storylines I told myself and I'm like, if I can tell a story, why not add him to my roster and cut somebody who's, you know, just kind of like Braxton Berrios or somebody like that, you know, like, with the hopes that he ends up popping with Miami. Like, let's see what happens with the opportunity that Noah Brown has. And so I was fortunate. Like, it's not like I tell that story a million times and I end up cutting the guy the next week. So like, you know, but I'm happy that every so often they hit like this. And um, yeah. yeah, I mean, he, he, he's looking good and Stroud's finding yeah. him, you know, and that's the thing. Like, so nah, and, and, that offense is good fun, on you man. For kind of, you know, you said telling yourself a story, but but I think it's kind of like reading the tea leaves, so to speak. Like, yeah, exactly. You saw, okay, coming off of IR, they're not messing around with him. They're not doing that opening the twenty-one day window and all that. You know, they're like, nah, he's here, he's ready to go. Bobby Woods is doing Bobby Woods thing, and he's taking a break in the middle of the season. You know. Let's see what's the worst that could happen. I cut this guy in a week, and I pick up the next guy who, you know, is the third stringer, and the uh, you know the first stringer got hurt and he's got a little skill. You know, same thing. And we just, you know, 
that that's why you know a lot of people say you know being on the waiver wire in dynasty you know isn't worth it or it's too time consuming blah 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 but man when you pick up that guy who all of a sudden oh you know that backup quarterback that now is getting a chance because the starter got hurt. Oh, he's kind of good. Brock Purdy, how you doing? You know, like things like that. And, you know, it works out. It's cool. But, Bill, let let me ask you a question here. Should should we – Get to some of these questions. We got a yeah, couple. Yeah, let's let's knock some of these out. Uh, they've been patiently waiting uh, with for right. us babbling. <laughs> That's all right. All right, first one here from Mateo. Should I trade uh, Rashad White, Najee Harris, and Jalen Warren for Josh Jacobs and Tank Dell? All right. So. I mean, I think theoretically you're only going to be able to start one of Najee or Warren, right? Like each right. week. So, like, I'm kind of looking at it as Jacobs versus White, and then Tank Dell versus Najee. me having to to decide between Najee yeah. or Warren. I almost rather go with the Jacobs Tank Dell side, um, and then I can add somebody else, um, you know, because you have an open roster spot. Um, and I'm assuming this is we're all talking redraft at this point in the year. So, um, yeah, no, I, I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, I saw this and yeah, the, the headache of trying to figure out if it's uh, a Najee Harris week or a Jalen Warren week is uh, something I don't want to deal with. So, uh, give me the Jacobs and tank Dell side as well. Uh, puff pass, Kick, substitute. Oh, what's up, my brother? How you doing, man? All right, let's get to this next one here from Chandler Constantino. And I hope I said that right. Start Burrow or Fields? Six-point passing. Uh, so I mean, Burrow it's... plays the Ravens and Fields plays the Lions. Uh, I mean, <sighs> I actually feel like I'm playing Fields. Um Oh wow! Yeah, I think I think that um, I think that he is going to be a, the Ravens and since he always seems like it's a low-scoring game, I'm probably saying that, and it's not. It's probably historically inaccurate, <laughs> but uh, at least feels that way to me. And the right. way the Ravens' defense is playing right now, it's like I have a really and, and granted. I understand that um, some crazy shit happened last week with uh, Cleveland, but um, I still feel pretty confident in their defense. Um, the Lions' defense is solid, but um, you know if they're uh, you know if they're if they're not getting pressure, there could be some uh, some uh, gashing of their defense. I, I feel like the Lions are going to win, but I mean, I th- I think that uh, Fields could uh, run a bit against them. So, Bill, just to just to show that you're not making this stuff up, I'll give you the score from the last four games that the Bengals and the Ravens played. Uh, a 1917 Ravens win, a 2716 Bengals win, a 2417 Bengals win, and a 2724. That's the most high scoring out of all the games. A Baltimore win. So, so I wouldn't say that I'm part. highly accurate. I would say I, it was in the middle of what my expectations were. So, yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, 36, 43, yeah. 41, and then the big one, which was 51. And, and those aren't high scoring games. I mean, score, yeah. you know, 41 Average. for a combined total is not high. So, um, and without Higgins, yeah. and, you know, it's like you got Chase, and they're going to be smart enough to kind of probably bracket chase and so I, I just feel like this is gonna be a slow up down kind of game and so Chandler I hate to do this to you Bill's going with Justin Fields I gotta go with Joe Burrow um listen Fields has been out for a month now yeah um I I don't know what he's gonna look like when he comes back you know knocking some of that rust off uh, and you know, I, I don't know if the coaching staff is kind of like, oh, we like Tyler Bajan a little bit, and you know, I don't think he so. won us a couple games, 
which probably is not what they're trying to do, <laughs> but he did. So we'll see what happens. I think Joe Burrow, I'm just going to go with the better player here. And um, I could be wrong. I often am. But um, if this was me, I'd go Burrow. Uh, Bill says go field. So I would say flip a coin, man. <laughs> and uh, I would say trust uh trust josh on these because i am so much worse at lineup setting like i i am so much more of a dynasty brain than i am a uh a redraft lineup brain so um trust the guy who's 15th and scott fishbowl stop 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 let's let's move on here to luis nunez hey fellas i'm in a 10-man ppr and i'm struggling on what to do at quarterback he has to choose between Joe Burrow, he comes up again. Josh Dobbs or C.J. Stroud, yep. who's the lock in? So Dobbs, right. Dobbs plays the Broncos on Sunday night. That's um, right. Uh, who else am I? Looking? Oh, Cardinals and Texans. Um, oh, I, I so I'm going Stroud. I think. But we're gonna double that up. It, it's C.J. Stroud. I, I I would almost take C.J. Stroud no matter what. I mean, but once I heard Cardinals, I, I was locked in for sure. So go TJ Stroud. Enjoy all those points, Luis. And we'll move on to the next one from Justin Canizaro. He got a start two this week. Gus Edwards, Mr. Singletary, Chandler. Who's Chandler? Uh, for uh, hi, Vikings. Hi, Chandler. Yeah. PPR. He says, I know I'm in a bad spot. I don't think you are, man. I, I think I go with Gus Edwards and Devin Singletary. Yeah. And me too. I uh and I keep it moving. Devin Singletary in a game that, you know, they they needed every single play to win, got the ball 30 times. Yeah, I mean, he got 30 carries. That's no joke, <laughs> you know. So um yeah, keep him moving with, with Devin Singletary and Gus Edwards, and I think you'll be all right. I think you'll be all right. So here we go. Uh Chefinabi. He's got uh he's got two trades on the table. Okay, this is gonna be fun. One is Evan Ingram for Jalen Warren. All right, so we're gonna tackle that one first. And by the way, um he says his starters are Mark Andrews for this first one and it's a half ppr 10 man i'm so i think that means 10 team but all right so evan ingram for jalen warren uh i'm going jalen warren i mean i just don't really like what's happening in uh in uh jacksonville right now and it's half ppr so i mean i feel like tight ends are um, a little less, uh, if you have them at depth, I would, I'm okay at trading Evan Ingram to add a running back that you might need. Um, I, I see all of Bill's points and I, I'm actually trying to get, I'm trying to let Bill talk me out of this because everything he says makes sense. But I still just think Evan Ingram is the better player, and that's a weird thing to say. Um, I, I agree with everything you said, though. Jacksonville—they're looking a little messy again. They—they they look like they're getting back to their roots of being a losing franchise, even though I know they're what three games above five hundred right now. Um, but the, that game last week was bad. I mean, that watching that really scared the heck out of me. And I know the, the kind of couple weeks before that didn't look good either. But, um, you know, we'll split the middle on that one. But then we'll so go to the I'm next. Just, I'm just looking up his, like, fantasy points. And, like, uh, Evan Ingram, and we have an OG. We're 1.5 PPR, right, for okay. tight ends? Yes. So if we take out one point per reception because it's half PPR, uh, Evan Ingram scored 70 points so far this year. Um, <sighs> and... If I look at Jalen Warren, he, he scored, scored 100 Warren. points, and that's half PPR for running backs. So uh, he scored right. 30 more points um, than in Evan Ingram. Um, 
All right. So I'm just throwing that out there. Like, so where like Evan Ingram, I like, and, um, but I'm just, if you already have, uh, Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews, then I'm, I'm yeah. totally cool making that move. All right. Bill, uh, presented a convincing argument. I'm going to change my mind too. go with Jalen Warren. Um, all right. His other trade is T Higgins and Sam Howell slash Ingram for Debo. Okay, so T. Higgins and one of those for Debo? Yeah. I mean, if I'm fine with either, honestly. Like, I don't I don't think there's much difference between T. Higgins and Debo when they're playing. Um, so uh, if you don't need Sam Howell or Ingram, so you just want to make sure you get somebody who's playing this week. Like I totally get adding Debo. Um, but I think I'd rather just hold that one. Yeah. I mean, if I don't need to win this week. Right. I mean, is there a huge difference between Devo and T. Higgins? No, it's just who's available to play this week. That's it. Exactly. You know, like Bill said, I think if it's a must win, you need to have it. All right, go get Devo. You know, do your thing. But if this is just kind of, uh, you know, you're looking at long term, maybe you're looking at, um, Playoff, you know, playoff schedules and all that fun stuff. Then, you know, pick whatever. But to me, it's kind of like they're they're such the same guy. And after we just talked about Evan Ingram and what he's not, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, okay, cool, like. Yeah, I would almost rather trade Higgins and Ingram if I am going to make a move for Debo and keep Sam Howell, um, just because Howell can be a guy that potentially matchup-wise could be a good starter for you, you know, if you're streaming. I mean, you got Hurts, though, so it's not like you're really ever going to start Howell over Hurts. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, so this year so far, I just looked this up, T. Higgins is averaging – 8.3 8.3 points a game and Devo is averaging 10.8. So you got a couple points a week there, but you know, what is Ingram getting you? You know, like what is Ingram probably will make up for I mean, those if you got the depth, days. then do it, yeah. you know? So, so who are we going here? <laughs> we, I guess we got to help him out and pick a side. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'll go with the Devo side. Um, yeah. But but I, if it's I, one or the other, like so, would you do the J? Would you go Ingram for Jalen Ward, and make that trade, and then also go Higgins and Howell for Debo? Is that kind of how you would attack it? Oh, I I think I would do. Yes, both, I, I would do go, both of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I think I would I would get Jalen Warren and then turn around and get Debo. Yep. Okay. And, yeah, I'm cool with that. And call it a day. You have Mark Andrews. You have Jalen Hurts. I mean, uh, the Eagles have already had their bye week, so you don't have to worry about, you know, oh, I need a guy for a week because Hurts is on bye. I don't think the Ravens have had their bye yet. I could be wrong about that. No, they're uh, 13, I think. Okay. So, yeah, you need somebody for a week. But, I mean, let's, let's bring up Joe Burrow again. Tanner Hudson has been balling out. Yeah. Like, like you can find a guy on the waiver yeah. that is, you know, could ball out for a week and then yeah. Mark Andrews just comes. Yeah, out. there's really no difference between them and Evan Ingram. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. So, all right, let's move it on. All right. This one's from George Play 01. Hey guys, I'm nine and one and just traded Kenneth Walker for Tony Pollard. Worried about the Seahawks playoff schedule and Zach Charbonnet. So, Bill, let's Let's give him our honest opinion here. What do you think about that trade? 
I mean, I get it. Um, I'm not worried about the playoff schedule or Zach Charbonnet. Um, he's Kenneth Walker is basically going to be the like Jameer Gibbs player for, I guess kind of minus the, as many receptions, I guess, but he's the, right. he's the uh, game breaker, you know, guy. Um, Charbonnet is kind of the grinder like Montgomery um, in that regard. So like, I'm not too worried about it. I'm, I'm, He's definitely going to be more boomer bust. Um, Pollard's not been, he's not shown any upside. Um, from what I understand, he's really underperforming touchdown wise. Um, so like if he had scored the touchdowns that were expected based on his volume and all that, it'd be a whole different story. So there's definitely some regression that you could hope for, for Pollard. So, um, and apparently the Dallas uh, schedule moving forward is pretty good. Um, so but the problem is, if Dallas is blowing teams out, like he scored five and a half points last week, Pollard. Yeah. So, and, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like that's my concern. Is like Pollard's not shown that he's getting used uh, when they're going to run the ball if they're up too much, and the, that's kind of been, you know, it's very. Um, polarizing these games it's either they're getting blown out or they're blowing teams out and and so it's just a it's an uncomfortable situation with pollard for me i i would prefer kenneth walker over pollard personally um but that being said i just traded for tony pollard today so <laughs> um so i'm okay adding him and i understand why you would make that move so as the resident cowboys fan I would worry about Tony Pollard. The The Dallas offensive scheme this year is let's run Tony Pollard up the gut a couple times. He gets three to five yards in those two carries. And then it hits third down and we'll throw to CD for like 12 yards. And we rinse and we repeat. And they're, they're not bouncing them outside nearly as much as they did last year, which I think is, you know, he excels when he gets to bounce to the outside and he also gets to excel when there's a banger like a Zeke was last year that kind of softens them up for five, six, seven runs. And then you get, you know, Tony Pollard with his speed and shiftiness to hit the line. But when Pollard is the guy that has to soften the team up, he's which not is, yeah, that's not his skill set. It's really an odd thing. It's like, can't you just like, uh, can't you just keep him in the role he had last year and have somebody else do that? You know, but honestly, I, I I know in dynasty people have already done this, but in redraft, you're a nine and one team. You got if you got an extra roster spot, look at Rico Dottle. Rico Dottle looked, and I know it's a blowout. The Giants are lame. They got no talent. I get it all. Well, Rico Dattle looked like the better Well, that's his next question week. if you want to click to it. Oh, did not see that. Yeah, let's click to it. Um, should I drop Fournette or Charbonnet for Dattle? I would drop Fournette for Dattle in a heartbeat. I, I wouldn't even waste time. I would almost drop Fournette for Charbonnet because I have Pollard. Do you know what I mean? Like – because then you get the potential for two teams. You just traded Ken Walker because you don't like uh, his situation because of Charbonnet. So I would right. absolutely drop drop Fournette. And ultimately, it's it's your uh, risk tolerance. Do you want to mm-hmm. have your handcuff or complement to Pollard? Then pick up Dowdle. I would rather try to roll the dice and hope I can boom and have two running backs that are performing for me, you know, so I would rather take Charbonnet. All right, Bill, since he mentioned it in the previous question, let's play a little game of this or that. Okay. This is the playoff schedule for the Seahawks. They got the Niners, the Eagles, the Titans and the Steelers. Okay. Okay. So the Eagles I'm worried about. So that, which will be Dallas's playoff schedule, is your Detroit Lions, 
the Miami Dolphins, the new offensive coordinated Buffalo Bills, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I feel it's pretty close. Um, so I'm not too worried about about either. Or I'm not too worried about one that much more than the other, I guess. What I would be worried about is facing the Eagles as a running back in the championship game. So, so the the good news is I, I'm assuming that this is redraft and it's the, the two and two. You get two weeks in the first round, two weeks in the final. So the Eagles would be your last game in the first playoff round, if for, that makes sense. For, uh, for Seattle. Right. And then for uh, Tony Pollard, that would be the first week of that playoff, of the, that first round of the playoff schedule. That's if you're playing two-week matchups, right? Like, yes, correct. If you're playing like uh, a three-week playoff like a lot of leagues do, right. then how's that working? It would be... Week seventeen so, is uh, okay. So uh, for Dallas is so the Eagles. Seattle. Yeah, if you're Seattle, and it's three weeks, it's Eagles, Titans, Steelers. If you're the Cowboys, it's Bills, Dolphins, Lions. Oh, I rather. And I will. Say, and I will say this about the Dallas playoff schedule, because. You know, I think everyone has probably spoken it to death at this point. Dallas is on a 12-game winning streak at home. They're, you know, they're way better at home than they are on the road. The only game out of Bills, Dolphins, Lions that they play at home is against the Lions, and that's yeah. that would be the last week. So you're going to have road Tony Pollard for two of those weeks. And I don't know what his personal – um home road splits are, but Dallas is obviously a, you know, much, much better team at home than they are on the road. So um, I'll just pile that on top of all the other information we gave you, George, but uh, I hope we helped you out with all of that. And we're going to move on to Wizzy Jefferson. That's a great name. I like that name. Uh, I feel like I'm comfortable at wide receiver with Devontae Adams, Chris Olave, Deontay Johnson, Zay Jones, or maybe Zay Flowers, probably Zay Flowers, yeah. and DeAndre Hopkins. And want to trade one away with Madison for running back. What would you guys do? I mean, obviously, depending on what running back you're looking at is going to depend on what wide receiver you want to give up. I mean, yeah. you know, if you're looking at – you know. Like who? Well, let, how about this? Like, rather than saying like which, what would you do? Like, which wide receiver would you most want to trade away? Like, how about that? Just as a question. Like, like, do you uh, feel like Adams I mean, is gonna come back and be the target hog that he was, or is there something weird going on there? Where are they just gonna want to run the ball? Um, you know, Alave. I think he's he's a keeper. I think I'm holding him. Like, I don't have a lot of questions for him. I, I actually like Jameis out there with him, but um, uh, yeah, so do I. he still has a ton of air yards, so I just feel really good about Olave. Uh, Deontay's getting a ton of targets, and you're not going to get much for Deontay, um, I don't think. Right. Um, I think Zay Flowers probably has more value than his points he's been putting up. I think people have anchored to how he did the first few weeks, and um, – so I think maybe Zay Flowers might be the guy that I want to trade away. Um, yeah. And so I don't – who do you get? I mean, I, I can't answer that. There's so many running backs. But um, Zay so, and Madison for, like, a Pollard or somebody like that. Like, you know, I don't know. I mean, players like that, you, guys who have – Oh, here's my, here's my question. Hope. Do you need to give up both to get Pollard? You think you think flat flowers for Pollard straight up? I mean, I think there's probably people who like if somebody needs a wide receiver, totally. Um, like, so that's something you could try and or shoot higher. You know, I mean, I don't know that the it's just it's so hard to answer the question of who to go for just because we don't know what teams need what in your league. But I think Zay would be the first guy I'm looking to move. 
you know who I, who I would try to go after and maybe only give one of those guys up i'm a, now obviously i'm i'm taking this as it is redraft oh for sure um, david montgomery like yeah, they, just I, get, they get that dude involved they don't care what anyone's gripe is with it they say we paid him a bunch of money. We're going to use him. And he ends up more times than not getting points. I, I mean. <laughs> He's going to get his, and the Lions are going to use him every game. Like, he's he's yeah. the guy. Jameer Gibbs is the guy who's going to be hot or not. And it's like close games, Jameer Gibbs is going to be in there. If the Lions have a lead, it's, it's Montgomery because uh, they're going to want to grind out eight-minute drives. And – and so, and goal line, I know they used uh, Gibbs a couple times this last week, but I, I feel like in close games, Gibbs is going to be super used, um, but they're going to preserve him when the Lions are up. And um, so I do like Montgomery. I'm not sure he has a ceiling um, unless he scores multiple touchdowns. Um, last week was kind of a weird one because he had a 75-yard touchdown run. Yeah, but, that's not um, going to happen again. You're not going to see that every week. <laughs> But, you know, a, a guy like, you know. I mean, but you could go get Connor, you know. Um, I feel uh, Connor's like a good cheap ad, um, especially because he didn't – he got all the carries, but he um, didn't get any catches, so people might be a little worried about that. Um, so he might be worth adding. Um, but I don't know what, you, what you'd have to give up to get him. So it's, it's all, you I, I know, like, league dependent. It's so hard to pick – go after yeah. this guy, you know. I like Kamara too as one of those guys that, you know, year or two yeah. ago, everybody loved him, and now you don't you don't talk about him as much, but he's still putting up decent points, you know. Because that's my thing. Like, I guess my thing is, you know, he's saying Madison, so I'm assuming this is like an RB two. We're not looking for like an elite RB one type guy. Mm-hmm. Um, unless Madison was your RB one, and then I mean, I still think a lot of these guys can. Um, well, if Madison's your RB one, then I'm not moving Madison. <laughs> I'm gonna just try to get see what yeah. I can get for like one of those wide receivers, right? Um, because you're gonna need Madison as your RB two. <laughs> so Brian, I like Brian Robinson too, and I think a lot of people don't um, don't put enough respect on his name. He's another guy that maybe he's a guy that will score you points and people don't really think a lot of them. So you don't have to trade away, you know, flowers and Madison to get them. Just a couple of ideas. Like, I I mean, Bill, what you said is kind of true though. Without a little bit more information, it's kind of hard to say, you know, go after these guys, um, trade these guys and make it work. So, but I hope we gave you some uh, ideas, Wizzy. Yeah. Let's, Uh, Let's uh, speed it up. Yeah, let's we've got a lot of chat, which we appreciate. Hey, <laughs> I love it. Walker and Cup, uh, Kenneth Walker and Cooper Cup. Sorry, I got to start saying names. Kenneth Walker and Cooper Cup for Austin Eckler. His other wide receivers are Stephon Diggs, AJ Brown, and Michael Pittman. Well, I mean, let's face it. Trayvon Diggs knows that Stephon is going to be out of there soon, so <laughs> we'll, we'll put that out there. But um. Walker cut for Eckler. I mean, uh, okay, if you want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. Um, yeah, I mean, Cup. I mean, I get being nervous because if Stafford doesn't come back and things like that, like I feel better about Eckler with his receiving chops than Walker yep. for sure. Um, so. I mean, I'm fine with that if you feel like Eckler's a, a big upgrade from Walker. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of like you could convince me to go either way. Yeah, exactly. One. So I think it's a good so, trade. It, yeah, exactly. All right, let's hit it here to Motion Man. Start Waddle, Jalen Waddle, Joe Mixon, or David Montgomery at flex. This is a PPR league. Yep, so Mixon versus the Ravens, Monty versus the Bears, and Waddle, who do the Dolphins play? 
Dolphins play the Raiders. I mean, Waddle scares me. He's kind of really been like not getting the volume that we hope. Um, I, yeah, it's PPR. I mean, I think I got. I'm saying Waddle scares me, but I almost think I have to go Waddle. Um, I don't know. I. I'm so bad with these. Let's just leave it to to Josh. Go go, Josh. Uh, I think I think I go with uh, David Montgomery. Okay. Um, <laughs> we we saw them. He, he's getting used, and we just said he's not going to have another 75 yard touchdown, but he's going to get his, and I, I think that's going to be uh, that's going to be what put him over the top. Uh, another one from Luis Nunez. He loves the content. Thank you. What are my odds of winning this league? He's eight and two, 12 man PPR. His quarterbacks are Stroud and Kyler Murray, CJ Stroud, Kyler Murray. He's got Josh Jacobs, Isaiah Pacheco, Kyron Williams at running back. And then he's got Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, and Stephon Diggs at wide receiver. His tight ends are, or his tight end is Logan Thomas. He said, My trades went crazy. I love it. Um, I think you got a pretty good shot, man. Uh, you got CJ Stroud. Uh, He's a top five QB. We're going to call it what it is. Um, you have Josh Jacobs, which I know with everything in Vegas, it's been kind of crazy, but I still like him. Pacheco, he's an okay number two. Um, and then wide receiver, it's a little rough, but I, I think Diggs is going to bounce back. Um, Justin Jefferson is hopefully coming back. Oh, yeah. I love his wide receivers. Like, I'm totally – Happy with that, and, and Keenan Allen. I love <laughs> Keenan Allen forever. Logan I mean, Thomas tight ends. Too. Once you get past the top five, it doesn't matter. So yeah. So what are your odds of winning this league? You know what? Eighty percent. I don't know what the other teams are, so I can't give you odds. But I give you, I'll give you odds. Luis, you watch this show. You got a damn good <laughs> team. Eighty percent, you win this league. Good luck. All right, Roberto Perez. He's saying a wide receiver y'all would target with Javante. What is Javante worth? I don't think he's worth a lot, you know, so. I mean, he's really been picking up, though. So, like, you'd have to find somebody who's noticed that because he's getting yes. a lot more volume, and he looks like he's the guy now. Um, but, yeah, that's so open-ended. It's hard for me to tell you what wide receiver to go for. Shoot for the moon and work your way down. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's great. Start, you know, look it up, see who wide receiver 12 is, and keep going until you, you don't like guys anymore. All right, Roberto got another. Oh, oh here we go. Continuation. Was thinking Devonta Smith, but thought he may be too much. Uh, he has all these guys. You know what? Start with Devonta Smith. Yeah, I don't happens. mind that, like, because he's not popped quite yet. So, like, Right. Because now that Goddard's out, like you want to try to strike right now before their game. Yep. So I would, yeah, I would try that and see what they say. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, uh, Freezy also uh, said, I have Lamar and Hurts. What do I do with them? A uh, couple up. Um, oh, yeah. Look, well, sorry, you trade one. one. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, it, it's probably going to be Hurts. After the last couple of weeks that Lamar has had, I think people are going to be down on him. Yeah. But, you know, see what you need. Or hold and, both and hold in for... case one gets hurt. Yeah. Uh, this one here is from Corey Deaton. Yo, what's up, Corey? How you doing, brother? Uh, what should I trade DTR for? Anything. Because P.J. Walker is going to be replacing his ass real soon. So get anything you can right now. I said what yeah, I said. Yeah, I'm what fine trading go? whatever. If you can get a third, um, you know, I'm fine with that. Um, if you could get a ham sandwich, do it. Because I mean, unless it, you know, there's, there. It's interesting that they announced him as the starter. It's like I think they brought PJ in because DTR just, you know, he didn't look like, you know, he's a rookie, and you're trying to put him in there so early in his rookie season. Maybe they like what they've seen, you know, in practice since then, and that's why they said that he's starting against uh, Pittsburgh. So, I mean. I'm willing to take whatever at this point, but like I'm actually I'm not looking to trade him right now. Um, I'd rather roll the dice and see if he shows something good after one game, and then I would trade him. 
Um, Bill, but Bill, that's me just Bill. rolling because I'm okay cutting him if he sucks. You know what I mean? There, me getting a like a late third or something doesn't do anything for me. So Bill's an eternal optimist. Um, trade his ass. Get get whatever you can. Cash out. A gambler. Let's put it that way. You know. Cash out before you got nothing. Uh, Puff Pass Kick. Did you guys do the good, the bad, and the ugly? Nope. Bill is the good. I am both the bad and the ugly. Um, Corey says he's the ugly. Not no. sure. I'm the ugly. Um, is having hurt Swift and AJ Brown bad? Uh, no, because they've all been really good. So, <laughs> no, it's not bad. I, I mean, I mean, I get it you because you, you're you're worried that you know you're li- capping your upside, but like think of it this way: they're they're going to be a good offense for the most part every week, and you're going to have two out of those three guys popping every week. So yeah. I am happy to start all three of those weekly. I mean, all all three of them are, are top twelve at their position. AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts are more like top five. So, um. Yeah, I, I don't see uh, any bad in that whatsoever. So, Bill. One hour. We did it. We did it. One hour, one minute, because we just do a little bit extra just to get the passing grade. And, but man, I, I just want to say this was so much fun. I haven't done this in a long time. I, I've had a lot on my plate outside of fantasy <laughs> to just get in here. I love you too, doggy. I love you too. Um, this is great. I appreciate you. Um, let me come back on and just cut it up with you for an hour. So many questions. Obviously, you guys have been, you and Drew have been doing it big. You get all the people in here asking all the questions. Um, shout out to Drew. Um, he couldn't, he couldn't be on this week, but, um, he's been holding it down with you, Bill. So I appreciate you. Let me come on. And just have such a fun time with you. Thank you very much, man. Yeah, brother. It was a good time. And thank you so much to everybody in the chat. Like, that was uh, pretty awesome having all those questions and answers. So, um, we uh, definitely appreciate that. And, Josh, I appreciate you. Uh, always good to see you, brother. It's, uh, you know, uh, it's nice to at least be able to do this every so often. So, hopefully, we can uh, keep doing it from time to time. Oh, for sure, man. I'm hoping that um, uh, I'm hoping that with the holiday season coming up, uh, I can maybe get on another episode or two and uh, and you know ring ring in the Thanksgiving season and the Christmas season and the New Year season with you guys. And um, good luck with uh, SFB, brother. That's awesome. We uh, I'll definitely be taking a closer look. That's uh, so much. Uh, I'll send you the fun. updates every week. The the craziest part about me being as high as I am is that I have not had one of those 300-point weeks that Scott puts in his email that he sends mm. out every week describing, like, I've never hit a 300-point week. And Consistent, I still, man. I mean, I, I had Dak score 50 for me last week. I had Devin Singletary score 35 or 40. Like, it's – my team build should not be doing what it's doing because everything was, was focused around – tight ends this year and my tight ends were uh Dalton Schultz uh had a good month had a good month I, I picked up Johnny Smith when he was hot <laughs> you know and I, I've just been kind of like making it work you know my 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 mindset every year is zig when everyone else zags so yep. I was like everyone's going for tight ends I'm just getting guys and I'm just going to fill them in. And then all of a sudden, you know, now Dalton Schultz is, is a God in SFB. John Smith was a God last month. I just find the flavor of the month. Find November's brother. We'll see what happens now that I I don't have a uh, Deshaun Watson anymore, but you know, I'm still, I'll still be out there. Did you ever really have Deshaun Watson? I, I mean, he's decent for the super flex. I, you know, Dak Prescott has been doing a lot for the team, but you know, he's doing the heavy lifting for sure. But, um, but not Matt, it's great. Um, Hey, you know what? Bill said it, but I'm going to say it again. Thank you, everybody. So many questions. Loved every one of them. It's good. Just going off the top of the head and, and giving our honest thoughts about it. 
So thank you to everyone in the chat. Thank you to everyone who will watch this on YouTube later. Thank you to everyone who's going to listen on the podcast because let's face it, an hour and five minutes, you could be doing anything else, literally anything else, and you decided to spend it with us. So we appreciate you guys as well. And Bill, we are out of here. Late. Late.